The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. This is Robin Nelson with Russell Podcast, and my guest is No Shame Jimmy Shane. How's it going? Hey guys, how's it going? Good to be here. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. So, what have you been up to lately? I uh, you so know, just supposedly going through hell and back with street fights and getting attacked by Matt Taylor every book and trying to survive. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Matt Taylor. Um, he's a very interesting guy and wrestler. It seems like. He doesn't know who he is. Uh, you know, I thought I knew who he was for years. And this isn't even a joke. This is real life. For years, I thought he was my best friend. But uh, this past year, he's kind of shown his true colors. He's uh, kind of changed who he is. He's kind of walk around here talking about being a guiding light and looking down upon the things that him and I used to do all the time. And I'm a... Uh, a little confused by it all still, but I'm looking forward to getting my hands on him real soon. Yeah, and he, on, and also backing him up, he has Crosshairs Kelly and Bruiser with him. Yeah, uh, War Horse. They're, I, uh, I've been on the wrong end of a beat out of them a little, one too many times, and uh, it looks like it's not over yet, but I'm looking forward to going to fight with those guys a few times because uh, I got a little receipt, a few receipts to give them, you know, to your right hand, to your left, you know, see what happens. I would pay to see that as well. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just weird how he went to Dark Star to the Guiding Light. That just not makes sense. Yeah, two opposite ends of the spectrum and seemingly for no reason at all. I don't know what caused it and I don't know if we're ever going to get the answers. I don't think we will. And plus, he's no David Koresh. Right? <laughs> that's what I kept on thinking. He kind of looks like a young David Koresh and he does not look good oh. in white. <laughs> All right, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, where'd you grow up at, and what got you into f- falling in love with pro wrestling? Uh, I grew up in a little town outside of Akron, Ohio, called Canal Fulton. And uh, just, you know, the regular life, you know, grew up, played football, doing whatever I did. And then I actually, so I'm 29 years old, so I'm getting older now, it feels like. But uh, I was the age range where during the Attitude Era, my mom wouldn't let me watch wrestling. You know, because there's guys out there saying, suck it, and a bald guy giving the middle finger and drinking beer. So, of course, my mom wasn't going to let me watch that right away. So, did you ever go uh, over to your friend's house to sneak and watch it? Uh, not right away, because I I just didn't realize what I was missing out on, because my mom wouldn't let me watch it. But then, uh, so I was a big comic book fan, and I like superheroes and stuff like that. Fast forward to 2002, and... My stepdad just flipping through the channels, and he stops on wrestling because he sees Rikishi. And he says, what, what is this big guy wearing a thong? What's going on? And I'm mentally like, what the heck? You know, and I'm sitting there watching with him. But then right after the Rikishi segment, there was the hurricane. And I was like, that's a superhero. So that actually was when the sneaking came in. So he changed the channel after that, and then I stuck out of the basement and watched the rest of that episode of SmackDown. Hey, you gotta love the Hurricane Shane Helms because he, he's like me and you. He's a diehard comic book fan. He's one of my favorite wrestlers, actually. Did you ever get a chance to meet him? I have not gotten to meet him yet. I bet when you do, I, I bet when you do, you're gonna probably be so marking, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna 
gonna try not to. Now that he's working up there, up at uh, the big company, maybe I never will cross paths with him. Hey, who knows? Never say never as well. And since you're a big comic book fan, I'm going to ask you this question. Marvel or DC? I'm a DC guy. I love, I love everything Marvel's doing with the movies, and they can't do wrong with the Marvel movies. And DC seemingly can barely do right with the movies. But when it actually comes down to the comic books, I like DC a lot more. Oh, I do too. I'm a huge DC comic fan as well. And growing up, um, my friends were all Marvel. So they looked at me because I was, they called me an outcast for liking DC because DC stories are more darker than Marvel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what was your first comic book you picked up? Oh, it was an issue of Superman. And it was actually when, uh, I'm blanking on her name, Lori the Mermaid. Is that her name? Yeah, it is. She, she died. In the issue that it was the very first issue I picked up, so it was ironic that my mom let me watch wrestling because she thought it was too edgy. And then the very first comic book I read had a mermaid dying. <laughs> I bet your mom was tripping out. <laughs> right? I don't know if I ever even showed her. I think I was just like, "What the heck?" and just kept reading. <laughs> <laughs> so when you got a little bit older, uh, what influenced you to become a pro wrestler? And then once you started training and um, getting in the ring as well, what did your mom think about that? Uh, so, like, the second I started watching wrestling, because I was too, I was hooked. You know, I had watched, I had to see everything. I had to watch, I watched WWE, I had to watch TNA, I had to watch anything I could get my hands on. I'd go to the video store and rent an old uh, WCW tape if they still had one. I'd do anything I could. And then, uh, lo and behold, there was an Ohio Championship Wrestling show at a local high school around here. And on that show, so I'd been burnt by indie wrestling. I'd gone to an indie wrestling show before and it was just a lot of fat dudes playing wrestler you know like the kind of wrestling that people roll their eyes at but this OCW show it had Billy Gunn and Abyss both on it and I went well at the very least I'll get to see two guys from TNA so I go out there with my buddy and we watch the show and it just blows our mind because it's not what I had seen before it wasn't a bunch of you know fat guys in their softball league playing on the weekend. There was crazy stuff. There was a high-flying cruiserweight match. Robbie Starr was doing moonsaults, all this stuff. And uh, me and my buddy, we right there and then, we looked at the program and there was an advertisement for the Big Guns Pro Wrestling Academy. And we're like, this is what we gotta do. This is what we gotta do. And lo and behold, we both actually pursued it. And He's a Joey Benjamin slash Joey Rogers. He's competed all over and it got us started. We trained together, and we had our first. My first match was against him, and it was really cool. And luckily, my mom kind of changed her perception on wrestling over the years because she realized there was no stopping that train. So, did she ever come to your shows? Oh yeah, she comes all the time, even still now. She she missed my first match, and I still give her a hard time about that because she's a bartender. So Saturday nights are kind of a big money night for her. <laughs> hey, well, at least she, you know, well, at least she comes out and uh, roots for her son when she gets time. That's still good, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, since you started training, um, you were training with uh, Big Guns Jeff Cannon. What was that like working with that guy? Uh, it, it was, it was one of the. He seems to be one of the last few old school trainers out there. You know, like he trained, he trained a lot of really good workers. He trained guys like a. Uh, like I said, Jerry Rogers, he trained Robbie Starr, he trained Cade uh, Massad, he trained uh, Madison Rain from TNA, he trained her, and 
it was it was not easy. It was there's a lot of practices where you show up, puke, get out of your system, get back in there, keep going. So and, uh, <laughs> it was very interesting, and it was I had no doubt in my mind. I was like, well, OCW is where I want to train. I want to train under Jeff Cannon, and I actually I'm the last graduate he ever had. There was classes after me, but none of them finished. So I get the carry the torch of his last student. Hey, that's pretty awesome. You stuck with the brutal beatings by him and stuck with it because um, becoming a pro wrestler wrestler isn't uh, made for some people. I mean, it's a lot of cardio and a lot of hard work. You got to want it, you know. And there's a lot of people who can't handle that training. Yeah, it's not it's not something to laugh about. We would have a there'd be like college football players who would come in and be like, "Oh, well, we're great athletes. Let's do this," but. And while I couldn't go on the gridiron and do what they do at a high level like they do, they couldn't get in the rain and do what we do. So it's it's a type of conditioning that you got to be prepared for. I bet. I'm also another great guy who's also trained a lot of big names like John Moxley, Eli Drake, Sammy Callahan, Braxton Sutter, you know, Shauna Reed, a bunch of big names. You got a chance to work with him several times. Tell me a little bit about Cody Hawk. Uh, Cody Hawk, so... It was actually a really funny story because I remember Cody Hawk was on OCW shows. I would go to war shows when I was training, and I would see him, and I would I knew of him. Wow, this guy knows what he's doing. He has he's respected by everyone. And then we would see him, and then every time I would meet him, he would say hi and Cody Hawk and shake my hand and walk away. <laughs> I've met him a ton of times by now. You know, like, I said he's, he's got to know me by now. He's got to know me. And then the first time we ever wrestled was at the Allen County Fair. And I was nervous, but oh man, I'm just, I was only about three months in and into the business. And Cody Hawk's there, and he's like, all right, we're wrestling tonight. And I was like, oh. And that, that was my, one of my first big tests in wrestling. But ever since then, Cody Hawk entered my name, and I've had the pleasure of learning from him. We tagged for about a year in more wrestling, and uh, we were the weirdest tag team ever. We didn't really uh, gel personality-wise in the ring. But we got it done, and uh, I had a lot of fun tagging with him, and I have a lot of fun learning from him still to this day. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, speaking of War Wrestling, which is a great promotion out in Lima, Ohio, you know, a lot of big names wrestle out there. What's it like working for Thomas Williams? Oh, man, so uh, War Wrestling, luck- I was lucky enough that the very first time I lived up a pair of boots was for a battle royal in Lima, Ohio, so War Wrestling. So it's kind of been my home away from home. And Big Tom and I, we've always, we've, I've known Tom for, for 10 years by now. Like, that's crazy to me that I've known him for that long. You know, a lot of the guys in that locker room right now can't say that. And here I am, you know, I think he still sees me as that kid that he met 10 years ago. So, but it's funny because, uh, I don't, a lot of people have an interesting relationship with Tom. And I think mine, it's one of the very unique ones where I get, like, if someone else mouths off, it's going to make them mad. When I kind of do my thing, he just rolls his eyes, flashes me around, and goes, shut up, Jimmy. Like, we have a very, I jokingly call, call him like, he's kind of like an uncle to me, you know? <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, and the cool thing about Thomas Williams is he's just straightforward. He's not afraid to say what's on his mind, and there's some people like it, and there's some people that don't like it. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate that. I've, he told me when I had a bad match, told me when I have a good match, and he's, he's always straight up with me. 
and I appreciate that. Yeah, um, War, like I said, War is a great show. And um, what's it like working with some of the talented, talented guys in the locker room? But War is more our favorite place to wrestle. You go out there, you know, no matter who you're learning with, it's going to be quality talent. The crowd's going to be into it. And it's a, I've had a lot of great learning experiences in World Wrestling. A lot of a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Hey, that's anything that that counts for any type of job but like you said you just learn from it mm-hmm. now speaking of another wrestler you mentioned earlier too um he's very interesting in the ring as well tell me about you working with robbie star oh robbie star that it's you really can't talk about jimmy shane without talking about robbie star <laughs> day one i've been tied to him with my career i started off as his uh for lack of a better term we'll say it i was his wacky we came into war and OCW, and wherever he went, I was right behind him, helping him win, doing what I could, usually getting beat up for it by anyone that he had a problem with. And then uh, over the years, we've been tagging partners. We've been, uh, he's, I've been his lackey. We've been tagging partners. We've been bitter rivals. And uh, I'd like to think right now we finally buried the hatchet and we're on good terms. We're, uh, well, I'm not saying we're going to join the tag team ranks anytime soon, but uh, I'm really proud to... I've done everything that I've done with Robbie Starr. Going back to watching him when I was a 15-year-old kid at an OCW show. So now he's one of my best friends in the business. Hey, that's awesome. And then another competitor you've wrestled a lot with, too, you have a lot of great chemistry with, um, is uh, Gino DiCapio. Oh, yeah, Gino DiCapio. He and I actually just tore each other apart this past Saturday at a street fight in Akron, Ohio. We used kendo sticks, steel chairs, thumbtacks, Christmas lights, Christmas presents. It was, I got, so here's where it kind of, I feel old now. Okay. Because I told you how I watched Robbie Starr when I was a fan. Yeah. Now, even though Gino DiCapo is a month older than me, <laughs> he went to an OCW show and watched me as a fan. And now we're doing this stuff. So it's, it's real crazy to be on the other side of that spectrum now. So what's he think about that when you told him that story? <laughs> or he told you that story? <laughs> So he, I knew that story because it was relatively new. Like he came to the show, the tryouts weren't that long after. So I was like, all right, all right. But then that runs about, he'll bring it up and he'll talk about like, man, I remember watching that tag match you guys had and that was pretty cool. Like, so it's, every once in a while I got to shake them and make them realize like, hey man, you can't be a fan about us right now. Like you got to get in there and you got to have fun. And then he usually chokes the life out of me. So he, he figured it out. I know. I can tell you guys love each other in a ring. You just have that love hate relationship, which makes it a great storyline. <laughs> yeah, I, it's really fun smacking him around. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I wouldn't want to be smacked around by him. Um, he intimidates me. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you there. He uh, every so we've had about three or four street fights at this point. Uh huh. Every time he almost chokes the life out of me. I'm not even joking when I say that. This weekend, uh, when I got in the car after the show, I still had a red mark around my neck and my girlfriend was not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your girlfriend think about you uh, pro wrestling and does she come to all of your matches? Uh, well, I, ironically, she I met because she came to a show with a friend who was the sister of a girlfriend of another wrestler, you know, uh-huh. seven degrees separation type thing. And so she kind of has to deal with it, you know? <laughs> she's going to have to deal with it. She loves coming to the shows. 
she obviously wouldn't like seeing me get thrown on thumbtacks or anything like that, but she has fun. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that at all. So for people who are not familiar with you, uh, tell me a little bit about who is Jimmy Shane. Uh, you know, I'm no shame Jimmy Shane, you know. And that's the biggest lesson I try to tell up-and-coming wrestlers is you have to know who you are. And I will gladly say that I know who Jimmy Shane is. You know, I like to go out there. I like to have a good time. I like to, you know, maybe skirt around the rules a little bit. I'm, You know, a lot of places I go, the crowd's behind me, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to play, you know, straight on the line, do everything they want me to do. I can cheat. I might cheat just a little bit. If I want to have fun, I'm going to have fun. And uh, I once, someone once said on commentary that no one has more fun in that raid than Jimmy Shane. And I honestly think they're right. I think so, too. I've seen a lot of your matches. I mean, you do have fun, but there's there's a lot of times you sure do like to cheat, though. And <laughs> <laughs> once in a while, you know, it's, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? Someone said that once. Oh, really? Who told you that? A fan? <laughs> so how um, are the fans' reactions towards you? I've I've seen it mixed. They're either for you or they're against you. So I've had the, for years, they were against me, you know, and it was kind of, I was the young kid, running my mouth, cheating, like I said, I always cheat, <laughs> yeah. you know, running my mouth, doing what I want. I, there was times when I had purple hair, pink hair, green hair. You know, I was easy to hate, and I understand that. But really cool thing that's happened for me, especially at World Wrestling, is earning the fans' respect after that. You know, they, there was times where I was beating up Heather Owens, and they were mad about it. And then fast forward to Heather and Owens, and I became a tag team for a little bit. And then the fans slowly started to come around. And now I'd like to think they're on my side. Hey, I love Heather Owens. She's a good friend of mine. Um, what was that like working with her? Um, what was it like, um, you know, getting beat up by her a little bit? Oh, man. Honestly, it was, a, it was a very interesting tournament time in my career with to get Heather. But I think, I'd like to think that she would look back on it fondly like I do. It was, we, it was just supposed to be like a one or two match thing. I think it was the one match thing. It was just supposed to be, all right, you guys are against each other. It was a tournament, I think. We got matched up together, and then the way the crowd reacted and the chemistry we had, then it became a storyline for a few months. And then, so pretty much till she left World Wrestling, we were kind of tied together back and forth. I know, I saw that. So what was your thoughts about her hanging up her boots, but also going to be part of the War Hall of Fame? I'm so happy for her, and I'm really... I have a, like, every person in the Hall of Fame this year going into the War Wrestling Hall of Fame, I have some kind of personal attachment to. I think I've wrestled against every single one of them in War Wrestling. Let's see, it's Dusty Dillinger, Heather Owens, Paula Star, and then Kate Nassad. I have not wrestled against Kate Nassad. But him and I came up together. He was a mentor to me. Dusty was a mentor to me. Apollo gave me a lot of beatings early in my career. Heather and I have our history, so it's, it's a really cool Hall of Fame class this year. Hey, did you ever get in the ring with Jock Sampson? Yeah, Jock Sampson and I just beat each other up back in uh, September for <laughs> Iowa Championship Wrestling Heavyweight title a few months ago. Yeah, that guy's fun to watch. Did you know he used to be a country singer before he was a pro wrestler? Oh, yeah, I've known Jock for about 10 years. <laughs> I've, I've heard him sing at the bar. I've heard him tell me that he's a singer. I've heard him talk about how great a singer is. I've heard him talk about how great a wrestler he is. I've heard him talk a lot about how great he is. How about his beer belly? 
It seems like when he puts that jacket on, it can't fit. <laughs> All right, since if when you're not in the ring, um, I know you're a big Star Wars fan. What got you to love Star Wars? Honestly, you know, like people of a certain age, I feel like you didn't really have a choice. Like, what is there not to like about growing up? And then there's all these, you know, obviously, like, my mom's generation, she was alive when Star Wars came out, so you had to watch them. But then when I was old enough to watch Star Wars, oh, it's all here. I can watch the first three movies. all oh, great. And then the prequels came out. And I know I know, people have their feelings about the prequels, but, you know, that was, oh, there's new Star Wars movies. And then now the sequel trilogy, I know people have to talk about that, but it's still new Star Wars movies, so it's really cool to, you know, it's, it's all, they claim it's coming to an end, but I'm not sure I believe that. <laughs> I don't think so either. Um, um, I just got Disney Plus for a year, and I've been enjoying the heck out of The Mandalorian, man. Oh, The Mandalorian's great. Like, yeah, I can't believe that there's a weekly TV show about Star Wars that is that good. It's some of the best TV I've ever seen. It is, and I can consider that Star Wars compared to the originals. That is really Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. And what's your thoughts on uh, Baby Yoda? Oh, baby. It's adorable, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Little guy wandering around. But then I'm, I'm... But what's more about how cute he is, is I'm like, what's going to happen? How big of a factor is he going to play? Like, what is he? Is he, is he Yoda's kid? If he just knows about the species, is he clone of Yoda? Who knows? That's the biggest part of the thing that keeps encapsulated with Baby Yoda. I know. I love Baby Yoda. Picture Baby Yoda walking into a wrestling ring trying to wrestle. Okay. I think you would call him uh, James Hickey. <laughs> Why would you call him that? <laughs> there's, uh, there's a wrestler in, uh, and he's in Ohio Championship Wrestling called James the Baker Hickey and it's kind of like the baby Yoda of OCW. Oh, I know who he is. Um, he wrestled over at Future Great Wrestling a couple times. He comes out with a baker hat and an apron. Yeah, he's the most lovable guy in OCW. Uh, I will give him that. <laughs> oh, and his uh, his donut-covered uh, knee pads and everything? That's funny. Yeah. So has he ever like uh, uh, made, made you any donuts? <laughs> he hasn't. We actually were just yelling at him this past weekend. Because someone else brought cookies to the show. We're like, Baker, why didn't you bring cookies? You're the baker. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, if he's going to go by the baker, he should be making donuts, cookies, and everything, man. <laughs> Did you ever get a chance to wrestle him in a ring as well? Uh, we've never wrestled against each other. We've been, I think maybe in a battle royal here and there, maybe, but uh, we've been tag partners a few times, and that's been a lot of fun. What was it like working with the baker? He is very fun to watch in the ring. So I had the, it's a bit of a backstory to explain it, but I, uh, my tag partner was not James the Baker Hickey. It was security guard James. He, uh, he started in Ohio Championship Wrestling as a security guard that then got in the ring when I needed a tag team part. You know what? I just pieced something together right here, Robin. Hey, that's pretty. The night that Baker became my tag team partner was because my tag team partner couldn't be there because he had mysterious car problems or something. He just didn't show up that day. My tag partner was supposed to be Matthew Taylor. Yeah, I wonder why what happened with him, the guiding light. I wonder how long he's been planning this. Oh, he's been planning it for a while. You just got to be careful around Matt Taylor. 
Yeah, I'm learning that out the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> I know that guy's creepy. <laughs> uh, another question I always ask uh, my guests on the show is, um, if you can change anything about pro wrestling and how fans perceive it, what would you change and why? I think it would just be quit trying to compare wrestling to even wrestling. You know, like don't compare it to football, don't compare it to TV, don't compare it to wrestling. You know, it's Stone Cold is not like The Rock. The Rock is not like Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's not like The Undertaker. The Undertaker is not like Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant's not like Cody Hawk. Cody Hawk's not like James the Baker Hickey. James Baker Hickey is not like Gino DiCapo. Gino DiCapo is not like Jimmy Shane. Everything is different. So you don't real, always have to draw direct comparisons. Wrestling, it's fun. That's what makes wrestling interesting is how unique everything is. Every match is different than the last one. I totally agree as well. So where can everybody find Jimmy Shane? Uh, you can find me on pretty much on every social media platform at Jimmy Shane. I luckily somehow got that. No spaces, no numbers. Uh... Every month I'm at Ohio Championship Wrestling in Akron, Ohio. Every month I'm at um, War Wrestling in Lockdown. This Saturday I'll be at uh, Midwest Championship Wrestling in Marion, Ohio. And uh, keep attention to my social media to find out where I'll be here and there that's not to my usual homes. All right. Thank you for coming out of your busy time to come on to the podcast. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. It's a lot of fun. I thought so, too. I'll definitely have you on again. And everybody, uh, thank you for listening to Russell Popcast. You can follow Russell Popcast at Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, CastBox. And you can follow me at Russell Popcast on Twitter and Facebook. And follow me at Hitting the Marks Podcast Network, PodcastCity.net at PodcastCity.network. Everybody have a great evening. This is Brody King from Villain Enterprises, and you're listening to Hitting the Mark. Good evening, everybody. This is Robin Nelson with Wrestle Popcast, and my guest tonight is Katie Knox. How's it going, Katie? It's going good. How are you? Pretty good. So how's your evening so far? It has been a busy, busy day, and I'm glad to be home in my comfy clothes, for sure. Hey, there's nothing wrong with having some comfy clothes that you like to relax a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love how you said that. You were such enthusiasm. You're like, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing better than being home in your comfy clothes. I'm just saying. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, growing up, um, you watched a pro wrestling with your older brother um, as well. Um, tell me some um, memorable moments with your older brother watching pro wrestling. Oh, goodness. Well, my brother and I uh, were... My brother is five years older than me, and I have a sister that's uh, seven years older than me. So pretty much anything I could do to fit in with either one of them and, you know, seem cooler to them was what I did. And uh, my brother was a huge wrestling fan for, you know, my early childhood. And we used to, like, we were big fans of Stone Cold and The Rock. And, of course, Sting was always my favorite. But um, I was pretty much his dummy. I mean, did you really have an older brother if you didn't get, like, tombstone or rock bottom or something by then? You know, of course. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of fond memories being my brother's dummy. And then, of course, um, I think I was probably like 9 or 10. My mom took us to watch wrestling one time. And my brother literally almost like threw me out of the bleachers. He was so excited when Stone Cold came out. So, lots of good good wrestling memories from my childhood, for sure. 
Hey, that's pretty awesome. Um, also, um, you have a husband who's also a pro wrestler as well. I do, yeah. Um, I'm not going to disclose who he is, you know, because that's a secret. He's, you know, yeah. uh, masked and mysterious. But, yeah, my husband's a pro wrestler, too. Um, he's, he's helped me a lot. He's super supportive. I mean, he's, you know, there every step of the way. And if he's not wrestling, then he's in the crowd giving me hell, of course, you know, just helping the fans along, you know, with that. And uh, he travels with me everywhere I go. And we, we always have a good time. He's super supportive, super helpful. I mean, he's, if there's a new move I want to try, he's always the first one to volunteer to, to do it with me. So I'm, I'm really grateful for him. Unfortunately, he doesn't, doesn't wrestle a whole lot anymore. He was, uh, had a brain injury about a year ago, um, after a wrestling match. We're not 100% sure that wrestling actually caused it, but, you know, we got to be a little more on the cautious side because, of course, we have two kids that, they need their mom and dad so you know he still wrestles with me and and people he trusts of course but you know kind of kind of low-key with wrestling for him as of right now hey there's nothing wrong with that as well man you got to stay healthy and uh fight that and i hope he fights it and lives for a long time oh yeah well he's already he's he's really a miracle he's definitely uh beating the odds like with the magnitude of his injury, we're lucky he's, you know, living and without severe deficits. And, I mean, he came out completely unscathed. So we're very, very fortunate, you know. But I tell people all the time, if you uh, you want to let out some aggression with your spouse, you should both become pro wrestlers. Because I can tell you, we've had a couple matches, and it's uh, definitely helped the tension between the two of us, for sure. <laughs> um, another guy you work with and also train with besides your husband is uh, Brad R- Riley. It seems like... Um, you guys go everywhere together. It seems like you guys are like a uh, package deal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brad uh, has been a very, very good friend of mine for many years, and uh, he's actually one of the reasons I started wrestling. Um, we do go everywhere together. We're, you know, we have very similar looks, very similar attitudes. You know, we're, we both are heel, and we, you know, we've always just really worked off of each other very well. You know, if we're in front of a certain crowd, if I feel like I'm not pulling any heat, I kind of feed off of him, he feeds off of me, um, we, we just always work very, very well together, so yeah, we're, we try to be a package deal about everywhere we go, I mean, sometimes we don't obviously get to work in ring together, but we do tag team stuff, we do, you know, individual stuff, if I'm, you know, doing a single, he's out there with me, if he's doing a single, I'm out there with him, but yeah, we, uh, we like to work together when we can, just because we do feed off of each other very, very well, but um, there has been some instances we haven't gotten to go out together, but if we get the opportunity, we always take it for sure. And speaking of how you enjoy Sting as well, are you the fan of the Surfer Sting or more of the Crow Sting? Oh, the Crow Sting for sure. Um, as I said, my sister was seven years older than me, and I always wanted to be cool with you know to her. Um, so she was, you know, I'm a '90s baby, of course, and. Uh, my sister was into 90s alternative like grunge music and the crow so of course you know i loved the crow i loved the movie and like i just thought sting was like i looked at him and i was like he is so badass and like i just wanted to be that you know so of course sting you know crow sting is is my my goal for sure um didn't you also dress up as crow sting in a wrestling match I did. Um, actually, what, my, what I called my home promotion is here in my hometown at Traditional Southern Wrestling. We we decided to kind of go out with a bang for Halloween, and uh, we did 
a, a big battle royal as all of our favorite wrestlers. So um, I was seeing uh, my husband dressed up as Triple H. Like, we just had the best time with it. But, yeah, uh, I got up on our announce table, and they turned the lights on, and I was standing there, you know, I painted my face, had the trench coat, you know, all the work, and turned the lights back off. I got in the ring and had my black bat pointed at Hulk Hogan. It was it was a big deal. It was super fun. I, I like I practiced my makeup for probably two weeks before this show even happened. And, you know, I just wanted to do Sting Justice. So, of course, you know, I tried to play it up the best I could, but it was so much fun. That was so much fun. I would have loved to saw that. You probably were a great convincing Sting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I tried to get the whole badass vibe down, and I think I've gotten that. So I feel like I did Sting pretty well. I'm hoping so anyway. And another wrestler that really influenced you to get in the business as well, you um, really um, love her, and you also got a chance to talk with her as well in the back locker room, and that's Tessa Blanchard. I, I did, yeah. Um, Tessa, you know, I feel like I've listened to a lot of wrestling interviews where, you know, they say what was a moment that defined your career or what wrestling match made you want to wrestle, you know, something of that nature. And I've will never forget it. I've probably watched the match a, a hundred times, but um, when Tessa Blanchard and Brian Cage wrestled for Wrestle Circus, um, I feel like, like, when I first started training, Brad Riley told me, he said, you know, you need to find some wrestlers you like, you need to find some moves you like, you know, what have you, and I feel like that all kind of came to me when I watched Tessa Blanchard and Brian Cage. Um, totally true she's phenomenal um let's um i also heard uh, there's a story of your name by uh, katie knox tell me about the story how you how you came up with katie knox um so again going back to starting wrestling um i was a i'm still a Becky lynch fan of course but i looked at her name and i was thinking lynch like i wanted something that sounded kind of vicious kind of mean in my name and i was discussing this with uh brad of course and he was like, why don't you use the name Knox? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's my son's middle name. Like, yeah, that would be awesome. So um, that's where Knox came from. And then I spell Katie the same way I spell my daughter's name, Cadence. I spell Cadence, K-A-Y-D-E-N-C-E. And I spell Katie, K-A-Y-D-E. So my wrestling name came from my two children's names together. So Knox is my son's middle name, and Katie came from spelling uh, like my daughter's name. So I was I was so tickled with it when I got to you know bring my kids into you know my wrestling name. I thought that was really awesome. So what does your daughter think about you being a pro wrestler? Oh, she is absolutely my biggest fan. You know, I mean, sometimes I do believe she would rather me be a baby more so than a heel because, you know, you always want to root for the, the good guy. But, 
you know, whether she's booing me or cheering for me, whatever, like, she is absolutely my number one fan. Like, she comes to all the shows with bells on. I mean, she's a great plant to have in the crowd if you need to start a chant or get some heat. You know, she's right there, and uh, she's honestly the reason I started wrestling 100%. Uh, so... I'm very grateful for her and her support, and and she's just the best wheelchair leader to have around. Absolutely. And let's talk about your uh, purple and green hair. I love it. Oh well, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, it's a big part of my character for sure. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool looking. And also, um, tell me about, about the story about how the fans started chanting Rainbow Trout. Well, um, I don't know if you've had the pleasure of uh, meeting Rebecca Cage yet or not, but uh, Rebecca Cage and I started training around the same time. Um, I think she maybe started like a month before me. Um, but when we were training, we would always do like mock matches, scrimmage, scrimmage matches, you know, things of that nature. And whoever wasn't wrestling was around the ring, you know, chanting, you know, giving somebody hell, whatever it is, just to, you know, get the feel for what it's really going to be like and, and, you know, getting crowd work in. Um so, at the time, uh, my hair was a little bit more multicolored. I had, you know, the pink, the oranges, the yellows, and then, of course, the blue, purple, and green. And so, Rainbow Trout just came out of her mouth, and she kept chanting it. And pretty much every show that Becky Cage has ever been at, that she's either been in the locker room or been out in the crowd, she has started the Rainbow Trout chant, and it's just kind of stuck around. Yeah. <laughs> and then you also had a story about um, two young kid fans that had a bag of Skittles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so my hair was rainbow not that long ago. Um, I just recently went to the purple and green. And for a, a good hot minute there, they were calling me Skittlehead. Um, so I had a young fan. Uh, well, not a fan. I guess he didn't. He disliked me very heavily. But uh, his mother had told the told the announcer that somebody had brought a gift for me. So you know, I get up in the ring and I'm like, "Yeah, somebody needs to bring me a gift. It's about time." You know. And I open the bag and it's two bags of Skittles. So you know, I throw my tantrum, throw fit, and I end up launching the Skittles at the announcers. And I actually ended up hitting our heel announcer in the face with this bag of Skittles. <laughs> I bet it was. He uh, finally tasted the rainbow the hard way. I guess so. Yeah, somebody was going to that night because I was livid, you know. <laughs> and speaking of, you know, uh, Skittles and rainbows as well, I can see you working with a uh, tag team that's out in the Indies as well. They're called the Hippie Connection, and they always carry Skittles and they wear tie-dye. Oh my gosh, I definitely need to hook up with them for sure. My hair would definitely add to their to their group. I mean, I can bring some charisma for sure. <laughs> oh, you guys would be all perfect, all three with that charisma. Everybody loves the hippie connection. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to I'll have to check them out, see if they need, you know, a third party rolling in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm looking forward to if that ever happens. I'll be pinching myself going, you know something? I got Katie Knox to team up with the Hippie Connection. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, tell me the story about um, you, Al Snow, and working with OVW and then getting in the match with Jay Lee. Um, honestly, I, I truly 
don't feel deserving of that opportunity that I got. Um, I, I just kind of got lucky, if you want me to be 100% honest here, because, you know, I've only been working about two years, and, and I truly feel like there are wrestlers, you know, male and female, way more advanced than me, you know, have put in a lot more time than me. Um, but fortunately enough, our state inspector, who I just adore, uh, Tim Garnerman, came to one of the shows I was working at and, you know, was like, hey, you need to get in touch with Al Snow. He, he's really looking for female talent. And I was like, you know, Tim, I'm nobody. Like, that doesn't make sense. I'm not going to get on over, you know, at OBW, whatever. And he was like, listen, just message him. I was like, okay. So I messaged Al, you know, introduced myself, told him who I was, you know, whatever. And Al was like, yeah, I'd love to have you. And I'm pretty sure, like, it took me 20 minutes to get my jaw off the floor after Al Snow messaged me back on Facebook. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I went to OVW. I had a, a great match with Jay Lee. And then, you know, I sat and talked with Al for quite some time after our match and, you know, he's he is the nicest person in the world, even though he's so, like, scary and intimidating when you talk to him. Um, but he, he gives great advice, and I feel like he he doesn't tear you down when he gives you advice. He really gives you good, sound advice and, you know, tries to, to keep your confidence level there when, you, when he does, you know, critique you. Um, but it was a great experience that I, I do truly feel I was undeserving of, and I've been invited back, and I'm hoping I can get back up there soon. Hey, if you do, I'll definitely make the hour and a half road trip to come see you at OVW, and that's a promise. I, I would absolutely appreciate that, for sure. Thank you. Um, let's talk about a good friend of ours. Uh, we both love her to death, and um, you worked with her in the ring as well, and you also became good friends with her. Um, let's talk about our friend, Amazing Maria. Oh, my goodness. There, I, I could go on and on all day about Maria. I just, I absolutely adore her. She is, I mean, if you are a female wrestler and, you know, she she thinks anything of you, she will absolutely go to the NZR for you. I just adore her so much. Yeah, she's um, very fun to be around with and she always makes you give you that smile. She's always smiling too because, you know, she takes pride and her um, craft as well in the ring. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, it, it's funny because I was I was absolutely terrified of her. Um, I got invited up to KEPW by Scott Diamond, who I also adore. Um, but Scott messaged me and asked me if I'd work Maria, and I was like, uh, yeah. I had some friends that worked up there, and you know they told me they're like, listen, Maria is as nice as she can be, but she will deck you if you hit her. She's going to start counting to ten, and if she gets to ten, you're going to be knocked out. And I so you know, of course, I go in and I meet her, and I'm like scared absolutely to death of this woman. And you know, when I first got to talking to her, we you know we literally had we were second match on the card, so we maybe had five at most ten minutes to go up our match. Um, and this was, you know, one of my very first matches. I had only been working maybe like, maybe nine months at the time that I met Maria. Um, and, uh, she, you know, she wasn't like overly friendly, you know, but I think she was kind of trying to fill me out and she looked at me and she was like, this is how we do this. This is how you take my moves. This is how I'm going to take your moves. We're going to do this. One, two, three. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And of course I was in a respect. We got out there, we put on a hell of a match, and, you know, when we got back behind the curtain, she just hugged me so tight, she said, girl, I will take you anywhere with me because you listen, and so, you know, ever since then, like, 
I went up to a girl fight with Maria one weekend. Um, she came down to Corbin and wrestled me here at home. I mean, we have, she's just uh, the sweetest person I've ever met in my life. She's a, she's starting her own show called Battle Broads and she's invited me to come up and work that and I'm trying to get my schedule worked out so I can get up there. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's just not enough good things to say about her. Maria is just a good person to have in your corner. She is as sweet as she can be, and I just absolutely love her dearly. Yeah, that's a great show. Um, she's working with uh, um, Ian Rotten of IWA Mid South, the Brado- the Battle Broad show. That's going to be very in- it's going to be very interesting and fun seeing all the top talent from all around in women's professional wrestling. And I am so definitely going to be at that show. So that's going to be cool. I'll get a chance to, you know, finally meet you. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll be ready for that. I, I can't wait just because Maria is so in that mindset that anything men can do, women can do, and if not, do it better, you know. And no offense, you're a man, you know, but, yeah. like, I love that kind of attitude, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I think, what drives me and Maria together is we're like, you know what, tell me I can't do something and watch me do it, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, exactly. Let's talk about another wrestler we both know, and you always wanted to work with her, and you got a chance to as well, Harley Fairfax. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um Actually, it was uh, Maria's benefit show. I uh, met Harley and um, her um, manager. Uh, they were both wonderful. She is uh, amazing in the ring. I feel like, you know, she was, she's a great competitor, you know. Um, we did a, a handicap match. I, I think it was initially supposed to be a triple threat, but, you know, Harley and I were both heel. And um, David, you know, kind of teamed us up in the match to go against uh, Haley Shadows. And, um, you know, Harley was just awesome. I mean, she's just, I don't even know what to say about her. She just really, like, shocked me with her talent. And, you know, she's just, you know, outside the ring, she was super nice. I feel like um, we have the same thing in common that was very self-critical. And uh, we take criticism well. And, you know, she asked me, you know, what did you think? Is there anything I could do better? And I asked her the same thing. Um, but her and I jobbed really, really well together. And, and I would step in the ring with her anytime. I mean, she was a, a great competitor and I'd love to get back in the ring with her again. That would be awesome. Um, let's talk about another wrestler you've had, you know, great chemistry with, and he's entertaining as well. He also wore the same uh, colored tights as your hair. Let's talk about crazy party boy powers. Oh, goodness. Oh, party boy. Um, <laughs> I, I really can attribute some of the best matches I've had in my career this far to him. Um we just, we have wonderful chemistry in the ring. I mean, uh, there's just, there's nobody like him. And he's so entertaining. And, you know, inside the ring, we work well together. I mean, we put on some, some crazy good matches. Um, you know, I, it's also, once again, the intergender thing. Like, he doesn't ever turn away from the fact that he's baby and I'm heel. And, you know, we kind of got to work a little harder to get that over in the ring. Um Outside of the ring, I, I mean, he's honestly became one of my very best friends, and I, I just don't have enough good things to say about him. He's just one of those people that, you know, he'd give you the shirt off your back if you needed it, and I mean, I, I, I he, he's another one, you know, anytime I want to try something new, he's the first one to volunteer and be like, oh, okay, I'll take it, and I'm the first to admit, like, 
he probably makes me look better in the ring than, you know, anybody ever has. And I just, I, he's just wonderful. There's just nobody like him. He is just absolutely fabulous. Yeah, and what's up with that dance he does on the top rope? Oh, his twerk spot. Yeah, he does a twerk spot that goes into an arm drag, and it is just fantastic. If you have not checked him out, you absolutely need to watch him on YouTube. You can watch our matches on YouTube. Um, yeah, he does a twerk spot from the top rope, and it is the best. I mean, again, he, there is just nobody like Party Boy Powers. You will not find it anywhere. He is just one of a kind, I'm telling you. I, I mean... He he just brings so much electricity when he comes out. I mean, people adore him, and you know, he. I could really see him going far. And I just like I've had so many wonderful experiences with him, so many funny stories with him. I mean, he's just the best. He really, really is. So when Katie Knox is not in the ring, what do you enjoy outside of it? Uh, well, I obviously have two children that I stay very, very busy with. Uh, my son is five, so he's involved in, you know, all kinds of sports. We're kind of figuring out what he's doing and into right now. And then, uh, my daughter is also involved in everything coming and going. We are in the middle of archery season and dance and gymnastics and all that. Um, when I'm not busy, well, you know, I have a job. I'm a hairdresser. That is my shoot job, and that's probably my biggest passion in life other than, you know, family and wrestling is my career. I, I absolutely love doing hair. And uh, other than that, I mean, I, I stay pretty busy with the kids and work, and then I have a whole slew of animals I take care of. I have a dog and cat and a, a chameleon that keeps me pretty busy, so... Um, but really, I, I just truly enjoy my downtime. I try not to take on anything else if I don't have to, just because between work, kids, wrestling, and, you know, everything else, that's, uh, that takes us about the majority of my time that I have to give. <laughs> Speaking of being a hairstylist, uh, mostly hairstyles always have interesting stories. So um, have you had any, like, fans or wrestlers that um, maybe saw you at a show and be like, hey, that's my hairstylist? Uh, yeah, I've actually had a couple interesting things um, happen to me with doing hair. Uh, first of all, when I first started wrestling, I can't tell you how many clients I had that came to shows and didn't realize, like, I wrestled. And, you know, I can't tell you, I've been in the, the middle of the ring so many times and seen a face and I'm like, that's my hairdresser, you know? <laughs> and it just cracks me up every time it never gets old. Um, which now, you know, I've been working about two years, so... I think most of my clientele knows I'm a wrestler at this point. Um, but then, of course, I, I've had a couple people come to me because, you know, they want Katie Knox to do their hair. And at that point, I'm kind of conflicted because I'm like, they want Katie Knox to do their hair. But, you know, as a hairdresser, I have to be friendly and, and you know, open. And I, I'm sure people realize that I have to be a different person when I'm doing their hair, of course. But yes, I've had people come to me uh, just because they have seen me wrestle. And then, of course, you know, I have fans. I, I work in a salon with, you know, four other girls, and they've had clients come in and be like, oh, my God, that's Kate Knox. You know what I mean? So it, it's kind of kind of conflicting at times how I need to act when those people come around. But, yeah, I've definitely gained some, uh, some extra clientele just because they've seen me wrestling and they want me to do their hair. Be honest. You really want to be in that Katie Knox character just to mess with them while you're doing their hair. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, yes, yes, absolutely. But Katie Nossett is really, really, you know, just hateful. So I don't know if that would make any money to here if I had to be Katie Knox. <laughs> hey, that'd be very interesting. I would love to see that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, I'm sure that wouldn't, I don't know if they'd go very well. But, you know, might be worth a shot. And also, speaking of this podcast as well, this is your very first podcast and interview with anybody. It absolutely is. Yeah, this is my very first one. Um, I actually, I, I just saw in a message on my Katie Knox page being asked to do another one um, that I guess I'll, I'll speak to somebody and see about it. But yeah, this is my very first interview. I've kind of been a little nervous about it, but I, it's been fun. Oh, you you have been a blast. I will definitely have you on as well. I mean, it just seems like we just have that great chemistry. <laughs> uh, listen, I've always been told since I was a kid, you know, if a wall would talk, you know, if I could talk to a wall, it would talk back. And, and I truly believe that. I mean, like, I have just, I, I, I'm a people person. I love to, you know, you know, you hear most people say I hate people. Yeah. That's absolutely not me. Like, I love people. I love to meet people from all walks of life. And I've always been a social butterfly. I mean, I just, listen, I'm always down to meet new people, have new experiences. This is the way I am. Yeah, be pre- be prepared to see me at IWA Mid South next year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, that would be great. I'd, I'm the, I'd be I'd be all about that. Yeah, I'm a big huggy person, so I will probably, of course, I'll hug Amazing Maria because she gives the greatest hugs. And then when I see you, I'll be like, you know something, I'm gonna go up to Katie Knox and give her a hug and see what she does. <laughs> Hey, I'm always down for a good hug. Listen, you'll see me tackle Maria before you get to hugging her. That's usually the way it goes. Anytime we see each other, we we about tackle each other. But yeah, I'm always open for a good hug. Just come on in. I definitely will. (laughs) Um, So where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, I am under Instagram just as Katie Knox and Knox is spelled with two X's. Um, Facebook as Katie Knox. I don't really do Twitter. I, I haven't really gotten the hang of it. Um, and then, of course, my YouTube channel is just Katie Knox as well. All right, Katie. Thank you for this great, fun podcast tonight. And like I said, thank you for coming out of your busy schedule to, uh, to come and chat with me. Oh, hey, it was my pleasure. I, I really enjoyed you uh, taking an interest in me. It, it's kind of, it's very flattering, I feel like. I'm like, am I really, you know, people really know me? Like, am I important? <laughs> hey, so. w- hey, well, look at this. You're going to be on your second podcast, so that's telling you something. I, I mean, maybe, yeah. Like I said, it's always exciting when you feel like somebody takes an interest in you. So I, I feel very fortunate that you asked me to do this, and, I'm, and I thank you for that. I, I really, really do. Yeah, I like to do these. When I see, like, a certain wrestler that has a unique style about them and how they're in a ring, um, I just get that gut feeling going, you know something, this wrestler – is um, pretty cool, and I love their matches and stuff, and looks like they're going to be going somewhere and real serious about it. And um, I want to share their story and have people to, you know, get to know, you know, who Katie Knox is. All right. Well, I really appreciate you asking me to do it. It's been a blast. All right. And everybody else, uh, thank you for listening to Wrestle Popcast. You can listen to Wrestle Popcast at Hitting the Marks. 
Podcast Network and also at podcastcity.net at Podcast City Network. And you can follow me on Facebook at WrestlePopcast, Twitter at WrestlePopcast, and you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, WrestlePopcast. And of course, I'm on <laughs> Instagram as well at WrestlePopcast. Everybody have a great evening. 